Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by another yes. hilarious improviser uh, from one of the first improv comedy podcasts to ever do it, Left Handed Radio. He oh. is Adam Bozarth! Hi, Jack and Jaquees. What's up? Here. I'm not in good voice today. If I started <laughs> okay. singing, it would be kind of Odakirkian, I would call it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, man. It's all right. You know, we we sang enough for you, so we'll just say that you were featured on both of our tracks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think I think I heard a little uh coming yeah. from Adam. Yeah, 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 yeah. And by the way, Bob Odenkirk, bit. one of my favorite uh singers, also. So you got you guys <laughs> should take any any compliments I give your voice with yes. a with a huge grain of salt. Uh, Adam, where are you coming to us from? Thai Town, Hollywood, Los Angeles. Thai Town, Hollywood. Oh, right. I love Thai Town. They, that's where I found Rody Bread. Rody Bread. Shout out Flat yes. Top. Shout out Flat Top Chicago. Flat Top Grill in Chicago. They sell Rody Bread. I always looked for it. Uh, a homie of mine, Joy, it was like, check Thai Town. I think it's like the Shalom Market. That could be 100% incorrect. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm Is like that the right name of the it? corner from that. Thing. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. Go get that roadie bread, y'all. Go get that roadie bread. <laughs> and that's roadie. How are we spelling roadie? R O T I. Okay. So not R O U R O A D I E, like uh, the people <laughs> who work backstage for Megadeth or yeah. Metallica. No, you don't want roadie bread. No. Yeah, you don't yeah. want roadie bread. Yeah, you don't want that roadie bread. You can catch that yeah. at Hollywood and Highland. They got a couple stores. <laughs> <laughs> you can get that. <laughs> What is something from your search history? All right. So, piss profits. Have you guys oh. ever heard of piss profits? No, um, because no. you're going to like this. All right. Wait, so, oh. uh, is it's it, what can it you spell like. it first? Like a like P-I-S-S. Yes. About urine. Piss okay. profit. All right. Say less. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we did our most recent episode was called Gender Reveal Parties. So, we really dove into, you know, all of the these uh, <laughs> events it. that are causing wildfires and deaths and explosions. And uh, we wanted to, to figure out why things had amped up to this level. So we, on American Hysteria, we always try to go back to some, you know, very root moments and kind of show how things have always been the same. And so, right, the sonogram changed the game of of gender for babies, right? Or, of course, biological sex. So before sonograms, it was pretty much all guessing, right? Or, you know, in the Middle Ages, it was all about psychic types of folks coming and trying to determine biological sex because they people were always obsessed with kind of like the mystery of pregnancy. And that's what we kept coming back to in the episode because we wanted to go deeper than that it's fucked up and gender essentialist and all like we know that. So we wanted to figure out more about like what what is the history of this? And so in the Middle Ages, piss prophets and they were called this in the Middle Ages, which is wonderful. And so they had many different ways of kind of examining a woman's urine to try to figure out a if she was pregnant <laughs> wow. and then b what the sex of the baby was. So they would do things like 
they would mix it with wine to like see how it interacted with the wine. Mm. They would, you know, smell it. They taste it. They would. One of the things they like to do was burn a ribbon that was soaked in urine to see if the woman gagged at the smell of the urine. Uh, They would like read the bubbles, which is what it sounds like. Their most successful (laughs) way of doing this is they would they would have the pregnant woman pee in um, barley sprouts and a bag of wheat. Sorry, a bag of barley and a bag of wheat. And whichever one sprouted first would determine the biological sex. So anyway, they were able to later kind of replicate this experiment in the you know second half of the 20th century. And it was true that in this study, women who were pregnant, it actually showed that Whatever for whatever reason, they think maybe estrogen or something like the up to estrogen level actually did make these things sprout. So it is this really interesting, bizarre thing that I went down into of this world of how we once, you know, we've just so obsessed with the sex of the baby. And and a lot of that we kind of found was because if you're living in a world where gender expression matches biological sex, like, you know, unfortunately it does in many, most cases in America, then actually like divining the gender of the child is going to kind of tell you, like you can divine their future a little bit. Because if you know, I'm going to have a boy, you can sort of, for the first time, imagine this baby's Mm. life, right? So, right. I think it's really interesting. So, yeah, piss profits is my answer. This is the second time in less than 24 hours that somebody has extolled the virtues of Dark Ages piss science to me. Really? Um, yeah. Well, so the podcast. Yeah, wait, how was that party uh, you were at last night? <laughs> it was a little were weird. You... <laughs> <laughs> so it was the last podcast on the left. I was just, just listening to this today. Yeah. Yes. So, It's such a good series. It's so good. Yeah. So they're doing a series on the plague, the the Black Black Death. Death. And they opened the most recent episode with just looking at like the state of medical science at the time. And they it was interesting because they were like, actually, like, you know, we have this sense that they would just, you know, burn a baby bird and like based on the direction the smoke went like that would tell you you know what the treatment should be but they had like there was a famous experiment where like the duke of some country or another in europe tried to trick a piss prophet by using the urine of a pregnant woman and was like yeah this is my urine what do you what do you see for me? And they were like, well, congratulations. You're going to give birth in a couple months. Such a good story. Yeah, which hopefully is true. I I, I, I believe mean, everything that I hear from the Dark Ages. Uh, yeah, everything part. from 1100. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it holds up. But um, yeah, it pissed science. And then, it, you know, it that's was still really one popular. Of the things, yeah. W- and then astrology took over and that was it. And the right. Piss was so. Out. Yeah, astrology and piss science were the two things that they used a lot of in the Middle Ages, and piss has held on. We still is there a book piss called like cups. "When Piss Was King"? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and they called it piss back then in the even the parlance of those so. times. Piss is this so. uh, one of these old? We still yeah, got I guess piss, like the word huh? fuck, kind of. Yeah, it's yeah. got yeah. like a storied history. Fucking piss, yeah. I shout mean, out it's to piss. Yeah, fuck is a great like percussive word that is just like powerful in mm-hmm. your mouth, no matter. And like piss, piss, piss yeah, has right, the sound yeah. of piss. 
They're very yeah, Anglo-Saxon. Just, fucking yeah. Piss. Mm-hmm. Fucking piss. <laughs> Something I love, too, is that I feel as I, I feel like this is true, that the piss prophets were sort of like a faux pas by the time astrology came. Like they were like, oh, those are really stupid people who are superstitious. And we are the real scientists because we're right, studying right. the planet, you know, and it's right. just uh, it's weird to think about. That's yeah. my cousin Frank. He's just into piss play. I'm sorry. He's not going <laughs> yeah. to he will, Is he a prophet? Over promise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's um, But the thing that's blowing my mind is that they're like, let's try the experiment now. And yeah. those scientists have been like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yo. Yo. No. <laughs> right. I, I mean, mean there must be something to it. I don't yeah. know. Or not. <laughs> well, the, you're there's people still have such like, you know, because I remember like in the late 80s and stuff, people were talking about drinking their piss and shit. And people oh, still yeah. be trying to drink their pee and for all the uh, whatever. Uh, I don't know the properties. The yeah, piss properties no, I know what you're it. saying, Miles. And let me just stop you right there. Don't try it. I I mm-hmm. used that as an advertisement to be like maybe I should give this thing a shot. It's not what it's advertised as at all. It's not as good well, as you th- you expect. Well, that's funny. Even though you you protest now, I when I asked you very directly, can you get sick from drinking your own? You're like, nah, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> and trust me, you can drink a lot. You can drink all sick. of it, dude. Actually, anyone in your family, it's safe. <laughs> you can drink all of it. <laughs> what? <laughs> So we knew we wanted to have two kids and we were, you know, really curious what our second baby's, you know, if it was going to be a boy or a girl. And we got so much like pseudoscience from people. Oh, yeah. There was like the number of folds in your current baby's thighs would tell you whether you're going to have a boy or a girl. There's like this entire Dude, we have not moved chart. on from the Middle Ages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's all. this entire chart that they're like no it's actually accurate but it's like based on like complete nonsense and like i had like multiple like learned people swear by it like yeah uh, you know this, this looks and, like a chart of like antebellum antebellum physiognomy like are we sure <laughs> yeah 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 it's, it's spot on spot on my favorite was a baby nurse told us that she like held a medallion over our son and like let it spin a number of times and she was like this works every time you guys are gonna have a girl it works every time except sometimes it's the opposite no oh well that just means it doesn't work hold on nailed it (laughs) wait and if it's if we're dealing in like brutal binaries then yeah (laughs) Yeah. so sure (laughs) i guess oh man so i got one for you guys i got Uh one for you modern piss prophet sort of urban legend have you guys heard Did anyone tell you about the Drano test? This is so fucking scary. So this is a really popular, like, I'm going to call it method of divination because that's how I think about these things. And basically, the woman pees in a bunch of Drano and you mix it together. And if it turns green, it's a girl. And if it's blue, it's a boy. And people do this and they should not do this. (laughs) It seems such. Yeah, it's like have a pregnant woman like combine urine with a, the harshest chemical and then let's stand right. over it and just breathe it in and so can <laughs> see the color. Yeah. create new chem new dangerous chemical compounds and then stand God. around but it just shows that we like need these rituals and we are we just want to know something about this right. infant's future so right. you know it's not all horrible it's just humans are fucking can we just like replace it with like this. happiness reveals yeah, wouldn't that <laughs> be this nice? child will be wouldn't happy that be nice? right. yeah. and then every time you say yeah and then everyone feels good. 
Right. Wouldn't yeah, I was nice? going to say that would suck if sometimes they were a bummer. They're like, this kid's yeah. going to be a fucking bummer. You got it just to spice it up. You're like, uh-oh, you rolled Damien. <laughs> and just no explosions in dry fields. Yeah, I was going to say, you know? every single thing that we've discussed is better than like the modern yeah. trend of blowing Please pee in Drano if, you, if instead yeah. you're going to like shoot an explosive. Yeah. And a lot in of times August. it's, I mean, not a lot of times, but. You know, I think the current method of divination is usually like 90 something percent right, but it's not. It's not 100. And yeah. I've known people who like had everything painted and shit based on what they thought was going to happen. And then the baby was not what and they were told. That's that's the universe letting you know, don't be so rich. Don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't be weird. <laughs> what is something you think is overrated? Oh, overrated. Going back to normal. Yeah. This is totally overrated. I, I'm not into this. No. They, people want people. Hey, people want you to, though. That's the like, you know, there's even I saw like the there's like materials that the administration and like the DNC are preparing to like paint this picture of like pre pandemic life and how like we're getting back to it. And you're I mean, you'd have to be you have to have your head so deep in the ground to not go through the last, you know, 14 months, 16 months and just say like, whoa, what about the hell world from before? Because we're getting a little bit of relief now. But what what is normal and wh how how is that equitable for everyone? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It was like, wait a second. I didn't I wasn't having a good time before. I don't want to go back to that. Like, yeah. And also, did we just go through this huge reset moment, this huge pause moment where we all kind of got to reassess what our values were to just be like, oh, yeah, going back to status quo. Let's hit the brunch scene. Like, yeah, nah, dude, now that nobody wants to go back to work. Right. It's like maybe maybe we need to reassess this system for you. What what has been sort of your normal that you're not going back to personally? I mean, aside from I think a lot of the large like as you say, a lot of people had time to assess their own priorities and things that may have been out of whack or whatever. Is, has there been anything specific for you that you're kind of like, well, no, I'm, this is, I've been changed in this way. Oh yeah, absolutely. I pretty much like quit all my jobs and liquidated all of my like business stuff during like within the last six months, because mm. I was like, wait a second, none of what I'm doing has, is adding value to the world. And you know, it was all like, all these hustle jobs so I can continue acting and doing comedy. Mm -hmm. And I realized like those were all taking over my life and I wasn't acting and doing comedy or I was like bits and pieces, but it was like, that was my side gig was acting right. in comedy. So I've kind of liquidated all of that in the past couple months. And then I also am, I've always been politically active. I'm Palestinian. We need to be politically active. That's mm -hmm. just like, you're born. It's like, you know, I feel like you're born African-American and you're you're political because of your identity. Oh, yeah. 100%. And so. Yeah, it's like I've always been political, but with everything going on right now, I'm just like, there's no time to worry about using my voice to like how it's going to harm my career or affect me. Like, I mm. can't worry about my own self-interest at this moment because there's just too much at stake in the world. So prior to that, that was something that was sort of part of your like risk assessment or like calculus for how you're sort of navigating things or how whatever you'd say, because you seem, I mean, in your work, pretty outspoken. So 
Oh yeah, I did have a show called I Heart Hamas. (laughs) 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 A little bit I was like, ah, fuck it. But, you know, that actually was like a super cheeky title and it was just kind of playing into the assumptions that everybody had. You know, I wrote that show with Kamal Bell and like, you know, it was it was definitely comedic, tragicomic, I would say. Yeah. But it really played with the assumption of like, this is who you think we are. Well, it's like, let me just co-opt that identity and like take it to the most ridiculous, you know, wearing yeah. like this cute, sexy little like camo tank top. And <laughs> like, <laughs> right. like, all right, this is what you want. Here you go. But, you know, I was always political in my work, but definitely like thought about everything i was saying in terms of like how is this going like is this the right time to talk about this right is this the right setting to talk about this and now i'm like you know yeah it's here and now those are out those are all out the window it's like it's the only way to change the world is like to actively engage and it's you know what what world are we fighting for yeah Yeah. absolutely langston what is something you think is underrated Oh, this is exciting. So my mother-in-law moved in with us and she's the one that bought that goddamn uh, canopy thing. So, (laughs) you know, everybody's responsible for my frustrations. But one of the things that she has added in a beautiful way to this home is uh, Reasons candy. You guys know Reasons? Yes. They're sort of like if you put a Tootsie Roll inside of of actual chocolate, like better chocolate. And those motherfuckers are good. And I don't like Tootsie Rolls. I'm I'm sort of like indifferent about Tootsie Rolls, but goddamn our reasons hitting the spot. And oh. she keeps a jar full of them in the in the kitchen every day. So I'm Papa's loving what's happening here. Wow. R I E S E N. Yeah. Is okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm not big on Tootsie Rolls, but I do believe I've had like some of those. And the adding chocolate to the Tootsie Roll like makes it work. Helps you get through it. Because I'm the same. Tootsie Rolls just feel like fucking imitation chocolate. Like it just doesn't. Mm-hmm. That, that's like, I see what you're trying to do, Tootsie Roll, but it's you're not doing it. And I get there is a certain group of depraved people who will appreciate that. But I think the chocolate coating <laughs> on the reason helps sort of cover the rest of the, the candy you're eating. So you do have at least you get that hit of choc- real chocolate as, as a, you power through the rest. It's a touch of class. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's just a little bit of class yeah. that you've added to this otherwise uh, filthy little candy uh, <laughs> that you've served me. So I, I like it. I like what's happening. Yeah. That's cool that you, uh, the, your mother-in-law is living with you guys. That's going to become so helpful once you once you have this the baby. Fr- from the same people who brought yeah. us Werther's. <laughs> oh, is it? No, it is. Yeah, it's the same German wow. company. Okay. That makes sense. Not a joke. Yeah. I feel like the the bags are very uh the like writing seems similar like the energy of it all. Yeah, right. Because it's like this isn't for children. You yeah, this is marketed know. towards this is marketed towards the the mature. Uh, <laughs> it's not. There's they're not having like cartoons, cartoon owls and shit on this. No hell it, no. It's all yeah. About, fuck that. It's all about a nice strong sturdy font and like some browns and yellows and. Yeah, it feels like uh, if they saw Al like licking a reason, they'd shoot it. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah, they'd absolutely right. <laughs> Mount it above their uh, reading yeah. den. Yeah. Oh, that's the the reason logo is the <laughs> the owl from the Tootsie Pop commercial, just stuffed and mounted, <laughs> just taxidermied and and sitting on a mantle. I love it. <laughs> 
I feel I the one Tootsie Roll that I don't mind is the fruit flavored Tootsie Roll because mm. I think that's my issue with Tootsie Rolls is that they are fruit candies that are cho- like I'm I'm good I love Starburst I love a fruity right. chewy yeah, candy fruities. like high a chews. chocolate chewy yeah high chews exactly but a chocolate chewy doesn't work for me but then every once in a while you'll get the like lemon Tootsie Roll or the uh, Cherry, I think there is. Never had those. Those are pretty. Miles has never had them. Wow. I think there's just, I think I just got too, like, I don't know. As a kid, I really was like rigid about the candy I ate because, like, I wasn't just all about the sugar. I was like, I have really specific tastes. And the Tootsie Rolls, like, I remember as a kid, I don't know if you had like a bucket of your Halloween candy that just sort of, oh, hell yeah, sort of ebbed and flowed over the years because. You'd get through that first week post Halloween, and then you're sort of left with all the waste candy that you you weren't as into. And then the next year comes around, you like add to it, and that was always just weird Tootsie Roll stuff and like weird chewy shit. Yeah, yeah. I I love fruities. I I think you're you're spot on with that. And I do also. I had that bucket, but it wasn't it wasn't so much Tootsie Rolls as it was Tootsie Pops that mm. that ended up being the the leftovers for. Do you us. like Dum Dums? I did fuck with Dum Dums. Yeah, I, certain flavors. You know, yeah. you, you a pina colada, gotta yeah. love it. Uh, yeah, sour mm-hmm. apple, that's mm-hmm. the best. But then you get some weird ones like fucking grape, We're and it's here. like, come on, Dum Dum, you know yeah. this isn't what you do well. <laughs> come <Yeah>. on, <laughs> come on, Dum Dum. <laughs> the degree to which big banking and dentistry like propped up the Dum Dum uh, industry for mm-hmm. so long was like that. They, there's just something about the fact that you would get that when you were a kid that. Like really gave them a yeah. What happened? I feel like that could trust that's it. worth investigating. Like, were they lobbying like the banking associations to be like, this is what you need to have in all your banks. This <laughs> will be in all of your administrative buildings. Like, that's a yeah. that's a fucking contract. Yeah, right. I feel like the Koch brothers knew about like pork <laughs> belly and dum dums. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like, there there's some sinister shit happening with the dum dum community. Yeah, exactly. We need to look into the Spangler Candy Company. I'm saying it here. <laughs> that sounds evil. Coke Brothers had a part of my childhood. They made yeah. Dixie Cups. Coke Brothers made Dixie Cups? Yep. Oh, yeah. And like brawny paper. They're in all kinds of paper goods. You'd God, be surprised damn. what uh, how much money you might be giving the, the Coke Bros. I guess that makes sense. I never knew how, and one of them's dead, so we got one more to go. But uh, <laughs> I never knew how much the coke. I I never knew how they got their money, but that makes sense. They weren't just uh, born wealthy. They probably sold some shit. Oh no, they were born wealthy, born wealthy. too. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> Come on, wait, hold on. They're always born wealthy. Well, I said just born wealthy. In addition to in addition to the oil wealth yeah. that they uh, had from their father selling oil to the Nazis. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they're evil, legacy evil through and through to an almost impressive degree. Well, it's like um, Michael Jordan always says, Nazi need need oil too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nazis buy oil too. <laughs> oh, uh, turn Panzer tanks, you need gasoline too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. And so the January 6th commission, the attempt to figure out what what all went down when uh, the Capitol was attacked, 
is moving forward and the Republicans were basically like, if anybody fucking says anything, you're fired. You're out of the, you're out of the gang. Can't be, can't even be friends with us anymore. That's, uh, Mm. yeah. That's what Kevin McCarthy does. That's how he controls the party. He, uh, you know, Liz Cheney, everyone's saying, is she going to do it? She was one of the two Republicans to vote for the commission along with Adam Kinzinger. And Kevin McCarthy, his first thing was just saying, like, anybody accepts <laughs> this, you will have all of your committee assignments taken away, which will render you fucking useless. Damn. And that's a pretty big threat. But Pelosi still, not you know, she, not for Liz Cheney, because she does, she's <laughs> like, I'm got... already dead, motherfucker. Right. You think you can kill me more? <laughs> yeah. Kill what is already dead, motherfucker. <laughs> for my bills, I'm for, like. She's she's uh, expressed her and Kinzinger how much more they've had to spend on their personal security as a result of acknowledging reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, what, you know, once Pelosi named her to the committee, she said, quote, what happened on January 6th can never happen again. Those who are responsible for the attack need to be held accountable. And this select committee will fulfill that responsibility in a professional, expeditious and nonpartisan manner. Now, that got a lot of Republicans upset because they were saying, like, well, it lights out for you. But she's already. It seems like she feels like she's probably not going to make it past 2023 anyway um, in mm-hmm. Wyoming. So for her, she's like, OK, watch me do watch me do this on the way out. And Adam Kinzinger, we still don't know if he's going to join or not, but he's, again, another person who made the mistake of acknowledging what happened and saying that is fucking yeah. not good. And maybe we do need to actually, you know, figure out who is involved so they can be, you know, drug out into the sunlight. And when he was asked whether or not he was worried about McCarthy's threats, he said, who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) And then he said, he goes on to say, when you've got people who say crazy stuff and you're not going to make and you're not going to make that threat, but you make that threat to truth tellers, you've lost any credibility. I did not mm. understand that sentence at all. Like you, yeah. you had that in the doc, and I was just like, <laughs> "When you got, I was like, say, I, you could have stopped it. Who gives a shit? Because yeah, that's gonna enough. Make that it really threat, is enough. <laughs> but you make that threat to truth. Uh, yeah, it's look. He and man, he's a Republican. <laughs> he's in some yeah. world, like some far yeah. off. Out I'm sure of it orbit. makes sense to someone, <laughs> right? Yeah, who gives anyways, a shit? It's just powerful. We'll see. Yeah, if, we'll see if we get actual results from this. Mm. But it's fun drama. And also, just shout out to Liz Cheney. I know her family is probably going through it right now with yeah, passing with Donald Rumsfeld, Unky Don. <laughs> the whole, the whole, the, all the wait, war are they crimes. related? Well, no, you know, but just like, through okay. their hellbound yeah. connection. Yeah, their dad's just there's like sure, something sure. that's remarkably bonding about doing war crimes together. Uh, um, especially when like Absolutely. you're doing war crimes that define an entire uh, century. So shout out to them. <laughs> Let's talk about police real quick. There's a new trend in being proudly belligerent in the uh, world of police. So in April, a young black man was having a mental health episode in a Walmart. And within a minute of showing up, the police tased, shot, and then tased him again uh, until he was dead. Uh, this is a textbook case where a mental health specialist, a social worker, like literally anything else would have been better than an armed police officer, like a fucking hockey team, like anything to send (laughs) anyone besides the police. Mm. But so people are protesting. And yesterday morning, while people were protesting, you know, the police force that basically murdered him, an officer walked up and told them they had to move their sign. 
Uh, and when they tried to have a conversation with the cop, he took out his phone and started playing Taylor Swift, like put his phone in his breast pocket and started playing ta- Taylor Swift really loud. So you mm-hmm. couldn't really hear him or the people trying to talk to him. And the activists were like kind of confused. They were like, yo, is are we having a dance party? What's happening? And <laughs> he did it sergeant, so casually, too. Right. Yeah. The sergeant replied that all all he knew was they wouldn't be able to post their video to YouTube because there would be copyright claims. <laughs> and mm. like just the like fucking grin on his face as he mm. was doing this and just like how clever he thought it was. And Probably wasn't his idea. That would be giving no, him too yeah, much yeah, credit. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably like his teen daughter or something. He's like, yeah. Clearly, mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. it down. What? Yeah. All right. That's and not even completely game. true, though. I was, well, at least because when I was seeing that video on Twitter, I think some people were saying that all the YouTube channel would have to do is demonetize that particular video. Yeah. yeah. And it would be okay. Because it's not like they're yeah. uploading like the clean track to their video right. that's edited in. So the sweepers work a little bit differently. Those copyright sweepers that go on the internet Mm. to figure out if you're running a foul. But it's the great irony of watching like intellectual property copyright law again Mm -hmm. come to the defense of police brutality in this like (laughs) weird way. You're like, fuck. (laughs) It's all so dark. Yeah, he had it ready too. He was just like right there. Like he just, it was, he was ready to go. Like it it was like, I could imagine just before. They were all, I guess, arriving to go beat people up or kill people. They had the, they're like, okay, let's see. Are you going to do Taylor Swift? Okay, what do you have? Uh, you have little no- Nil Nas X or whatever. Like, they're all, all have their music ready. Yeah. Yeah. Fitting that it's Taylor <laughs> Swift, though, and not little Nas X. Because you know how the the white supremacists mm. love some Taylor That's Swift. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. saying she's t- she's white supremacist. Just saying. Right. White supremacists <laughs> well, they were mad, though. Love she- some Taylor. But then she was like, I'm not with that. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh, God, yeah, <laughs> they were upset. <laughs> you you're, mm-hmm. you being not really unequivocal just gave us the, the gray area to believe you were one of our great but, artists. <laughs> it is like the the idea is such a like email forward that gets sent mm-hmm. to your mm-hmm. dad at work type fucking like half assed, not true idea that. Is just like that is the culture of these police forces, and like mm. that is what they're going to put energy yeah. into. Like people, the idea that people are putting tampons in their fucking <laughs> iced tea or whatever, or mm. like the fact that you can just like play a YouTube song and it'll get the evidence of you abusing and killing people taken down is just mm. like it's just so stupid and half-assed, yeah. and that's all. Like that's the standard they're held to. And right. they would rather just be belligerent and just spite the people who are criticizing them rather than mm-hmm. even acknowledge that there's a problem in the first place. No, yeah. that would because if they acknowledge anything, it would be the you know, the, the timer could end up ticking down to when they more people are like, oh, OK, right. So this is an obsolete way of dealing with things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna have to switch it up because we just have a group of goons who, you know. Uh, learn all their new clever ways of brutalizing people with TikTok videos like, mm. hey, use this song and it can't get uploaded. And they're mm. like, oh, cool. Pretty soon, I bet you they're going to be wearing like uniforms that are made out of like material that like cameras like are, like have trouble capturing and shit mm. um, because it's just like the same like this is 
I can only see where this goes further, right? If it if yeah. this is one way to obscure or to hide their misdeeds, then I'm sure there'll be a further escalation mm-hmm. aside from what we already have. Like we see how cops mm-hmm. will lift the hoods of their cars to block dash cams and things like that and be like, well, it's on, but I just had the mm-hmm. hood up to not capture anything. Right. Yeah, but that's the interesting thing is like he was so confident that the video that the song would be able to protect him like this Taylor Swift shield that like he started to show off his badge and name and stuff like he's like, yeah, yeah. you guys can take that down because I'm going to be protected by this <laughs> by song. Copy, right? <laughs> like, guess what, fool? There's some shit called daily motion. Right. Yeah. There's so many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, there's so many other websites that and let Twitter me watch. and Facebook and mm-hmm. literally anywhere people want to. Nico, Nico, post I don't us. know. <laughs> yeah, right. Let's talk about the Supreme Court real quick because, uh, as mentioned, and, and there's like a lot of, I'm seeing on like anywhere from the center to the right people being like, well, these are not as big a deal as you think. But like when you, thinking about behavioral engineering type shit and thinking about like corporations and how you get corporations to do anything uh, and how just what we know about how corporations behave, these are major rulings. So Uh first there was a ruling where the Supreme Court found that people who suffered under child slavery could not sue American corporations who profited from the child slavery. So Nestle's and a lot of chocolate companies for long periods of their history were profiting off of child slavery. You know, they weren't saying like there wasn't a Nestle's corporate meeting where they said, go do child slavery. Instead, they were just like, you know, we like when labor costs are near zero. And, you know, they let the dirty work be done in other countries and that's the supreme court's like yep they technically didn't say it in america so we have to let them go like that's been the biggest trend in the supreme court over the past 20 years is just like absolutely letting corporations get away with fucking anything Anything, they're just like Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. they are (laughs) like the 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 thing that most needs to be protected in the in this country as opposed to the single most powerful actor in the United States. Yeah. And like I'm looking I'm looking here too and it, you know, it's it's wild. We have a road here in LA called Cesar Chavez, right? We name an entire road after a man who did so much for <laughs> so many people and the Supreme Court ruled that a California regulation which allows union organizers to recruit agricultural workers at their workplace violated the constitutional rights of their employee like it undid so much work that this man did and you still like have the nerve to walk on his street here in california is it's so wild how we shit on people doing real change we shit on the actual worker and we shit on people wanting to form unions to protect themselves at the expense of who? Like that's that's what I'm not understanding. Like nobody's gonna not be rich anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they're still gonna be rich. I'm right. all for people having their money. People have your money. I don't care. Have your millions, have your billions, I don't give a shit. Like it's not gonna change. I get that. But at the expense of people who are barely making it, who do real things for change, you take away like something that people fought and died for. 
for a corporation that's here today may be gone tomorrow. It's 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 so insane to me. It's so infuriating to me yeah. as well. Yeah. What is the constitutional right being violated here? You know what I mean? Like the ruling came about because uh, corporations were like, these unions are coming onto our land that we own and contacting our workers. It's like a complete bullshit technicality. Yeah, trespassing, basically. But yeah, basically, the first one, the slavery one, was like an eight to one ruling. Uh, This one is six six to three with the three liberal justices like being the ones who held out. But Jack, are you saying that some liberal people like (laughs) allowed slave? They still want slavery to go like liberals? Right. I thought we I thought all liberals. I know it's we, shocking, right? What? Oh man, I gotta go. I'll I'll talk to y'all in an hour. <laughs> I mean it's funny like Obama, who's like number one liberal like of our lifetime, always said like that the arc of the universe bends towards justice. Like he took that uh Martin Luther King Jr. quote. But I feel like we're also seeing that the arc of the universe in America bends to towards like erasure of the work done by left wing and like, you know, community organizers. Yeah. Cesar Chavez, like when I was growing up, I was like, you mean Julio Cesar Chavez, the boxer? I didn't know who the fuck that was. Like growing up in a public education in Ohio and like Martin Luther King Jr., like all of the community building and like workers and poor rights work that he did gets erased and it just turns into a message of like, being the value of being colorblind and it's just like yeah man that and then obama who starts out as a community organizer becomes like the person who bails out wall street yeah it's just live long enough to see yourself becoming the villain i guess yeah i don't know yeah also did i call him caesar chavez earlier and not cesar i'm sure i I did i might have too but it's, it's okay. okay. You know what? It's, we blame us. education. We blame <laughs> education. I mean, Cancel yeah. I mean, my history. Teacher. It's America. Cancel, yeah. It's America. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, uh, I believe that my lesson on Cesar Chavez was just the name Cesar Chavez. That's it. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's that's all the information you get is like there was a man whose name we mispronounced. There he has a day. Right. Okay. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys think that? What what would a class war look like to you all? Like, I, I have trouble because, it, you know, it, it seems like we uh, we may be heading toward toward that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't even know how it would look, though, because I feel so unpowerful that, yeah. like, it feels like it feels like taking a knife to a bazooka fight. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the, it'll look like last year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll have to look like, yeah. you know, the community organizing that happened last year but like ramped up and i don't know i think it'll have to be like something that starts and then like builds up a momentum of its own because unions have been so defanged and like the actual or you know organizations that organize people have been so just kneecapped in america that like there's not i don't i don't know like how a planned out thing happens i think it's going to have to be People reach a breaking point and like come yeah. together, but I don't know, man. the The Supreme Court is just so far to the right that yeah. I don't know, like what. Like, I, I guess there's also generational stuff happening where, like, now even young Republicans are socialists. So, like, eventually, maybe once these 
I, this is the second time I've been like, once these baby boomers mercifully die off in the past week, but you know, yeah. once they once they go away, maybe things will start to. I don't know, resemble move, move in a different direction. I mean, yeah. you know, like we're literally talking about child slavery here and yeah. we're literally talking yeah. about not giving people their rights to care about themselves. <laughs> like this is what we're talking. And the Supreme Court is ruling against these things. Yeah. And it's just like it's 2021 and you would think the the better part of us as a humanity would realize even if you're republican or a democrat or liberal or conservative whatever it is that like children shouldn't be children shouldn't be slaves they shouldn't be working under bad conditions they shouldn't be working at all you know and for a party that cares so much about life and pro-life and all these things it's you know it's it's so cliche but it's so true that they care about, you know, life up until they pop out of their moms and, you know, enter right. into the real world. Then it's like, all right, two fingers, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's so wild. It's so wild. I don't. Yeah. It's, it's daunting. I mean, so the child slavery thing, like, is the, thi- the thing that it's taken away is the ability for them to sue corporations. And corporations are inherently, like, designed to be institutions that create value for their shareholders so it is their job to use whatever the cheapest form of like the system is designed to take advantage of child slavery in foreign markets and then just to like give a little more detail on the unionizing thing like what uh, unions were able to do was come to farms to like organize people because that was the only place that you could actually reach workers because these corporations would bust people in from off location and you couldn't like reach them through the newspaper a lot of times because maybe they didn't speak English, you know, all sorts of institutional reasons that they were hard to organize. So you needed to be able to come onto the farms to actually reach the workers and tell them what their rights were. And this is going to make it so that corporations once again, like they just no longer need to allow that to happen. So it once again becomes like their duty as like shareholder value creators to just fucking treat people like shit. Like that is the bottom yeah. line of what of what these rulings mean. Yeah. The language of law, you know how like like legalese, uh, it, for lack of a better term, I feel like the language of the law here in in the United States does a lot to distance you from the yes. human reality of things. Like it is as simple as you're you're saying, Jaquez, that it's it's child slavery. It's mm-hmm. child slavery. What kind of decision are you going to make a decision that perpetuates child slavery? But then when you get into a a, a long days long legal argument with the that sort of you know the language of you know, I can't even speak it because I'm just a dumb comedian, but like it, all of that highfalutin, you know, dispassionate, non-humanitarian language goes a long way to going like, well, of course we should give more rights to, to corporations because, you know, their corporations are bigger than us. So they deserve better rights or whatever the fuck is going on in their head. It's just, it's, it's so antisocial. It's so antisocial. Yeah. If you made it like whatever the fucking logic is, the Supreme Court is using, if you made it so that these people could come back and sue a company after they 
uh, profited off of like treating them or, you know, using their slave labor, then the corporation is going to spend a shitload of money to make sure that shit doesn't happen anymore. And now instead, mm-hmm. they're going to spend a shitload of money just ignoring that problem. So yeah. instead of using like American capitalism for good, we've just sort of passed the buck. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk Nielsen ratings. Oh, yes, sir. And we're back. And let's do a a little little quick hit of good news. Yeah. The Pfizer and Moderna vaccines uh, (laughs) may last a long time. Yeah. Longer than we uh, initially anticipated. So if, if you're one of these people who's waiting for the Liddy version, what if there's a lit version that lasts better? And look, hey, you fuckwit, get the va- get these mRNA vaccines. The studies are now showing that you may not need booster shots, that this the efficacy of them may last for a really long time. So I just want to read this one bit. Findings add to growing evidence that most people immunized with the mRNA vaccines, so that would be Pfizer and Moderna, may not need boosters so long as the virus and its variants do not evolve much beyond their current forms, which makes sense, which isn't guaranteed because right. life. But even better news, people who recovered from COVID-19 before being vaccinated may not need boosters even if the virus does make a significant transformation. So they're saying if you are someone who recovered from COVID and you got vaccinated, you're looking at even better outcomes from people who, who weren't infected and just got vaccinated. That's because they've been looking at sort of immune cells and they say they recognize that the virus lie quiescent in the bone marrow for at least eight months after infection. And so-called memory B cells continue to mature and strengthen for at least a year after infection. Based on those findings, researchers suggested that immunity might last for years, possibly a lifetime in people who are infected and later vaccinated. But how long does the magnetism last is my question. It depends on how sticky your skin is. Let's say skeptical about the uh, yeah yeah the yeah vaccine, uh, TBD you know? TBD. They're more uh, concerned. How long about does the... Bill Bill Gates get to listen to my thoughts, bro? Sorry, he's already been listening to them. Uh, spoiler alert! <laughs> right. Spoiler alert on all the surveillance yeah. state stuff. It's all it's all look, happening look now. Look at your phone. Yeah, but unfortunately, if you got the J and J, might not be as durable. Damn, man. in the long term. What it. <sighs> But they obviously still effective for the variants we have now. It's just more like long, long view saying if we're dealing with this kind of covid. Yeah, it turns out the news is very promising. That's great. I I just feel bad for J&J folks. Did you get change? No, you're which one did you get? Jack? I'm uh, Mackay Pfizer. Oh, that's right. Of course. How could I forget? Yeah. Moderna. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, baby. Yeah. It it just feels like the J the people who got J&J like. I have a friend who got it, and then the next day they were like, "We're not giving this out anymore," uh, and like pulled it off the market for like a week. <laughs> and then now they're like, "Yeah, you're gonna need another one of these bad boys." Sorry, uh, it's just like all it felt like cutting corners from the start because you only had to get one, and right. it was like slightly lower. And now it's just like nonstop. Yeah, but I mean, not to say this isn't to say that J and J is useless. It's just right, because based on because it's not an mRNA vaccine, it's just operating differently. And so the long view right. is that, and that was always the case. That's why the efficacy rates were higher for the mRNA vaccines than they were yeah. for. And you can probably the get that other vaccine, right? It's not like you get the J and J and you can't get. I don't know. No, that would be super fucked up. We're like, hey, man, it's like you got, you're you're trying to download a Windows application onto a, a Mac OS <laughs> yeah. computer, right? That's it's not going to happen. <laughs> 
But you can't double up on like you can't just like keep getting vaccines until you get the one you want, right? Like No, no, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> I'm talking long term. Like, okay, yeah. you know, eventually, <laughs> okay. eventually. Like, I tried J&J them last all. week. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted really to get them like all. I didn't even get sick. Could we go hard on like a couple Modernas and like just do a uh, you know, a tasting menu? Can we just do it? Can we do like a swirl, like when you're a at sweet. the Froyo place, <laughs> or a graveyard soda? You know, yeah, yeah. Exactly. put all the sodas in one. Swamp water, rink. vax water, <laughs> sodas. I got AstraZeneca, Pfizer, BioNTech, Moderna, J and J. A couple weird ones I didn't even hear. But I don't really know how to pronounce them, but I got them. The Rick Carlisle is what I uh, think of with the graveyard. That he, as a as a grown man in his forties, still when he goes to a restaurant, orders a graveyard. Oof, how many times a year does that happen? Probably zero, actually, right. except for, for wherever he like is. Four yeah. servers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, I'm sorry, sir. What? Yeah, uh, you're <laughs> not at a uh, pool concession stand. Do you understand that, right? <laughs> I said I I I know what I want. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about this UFO report. I mean, in some ways, it's uneventful. They didn't explain shit. They explained one of the, uh, I think, you know, it was over 100 cases that they were looking at. They explained one as a deflating weather balloon. All the rest were not explained, and they specified, they called out 21 reports of 18 episodes that have no known explanation. Like, based on what they saw, they can't be explained but then they do go out of their way to say that like we definitely need more data you know some of the targeting cameras that were used are hard to read they're not things that we're used to seeing so it's not the bombshell that i feel like ufo enthusiasts were hoping for but you know they did give it the old college try for a couple months and they weren't able to explain really anything so it was a total of 143 reports gathered since 2004 remain unexplained. The assumption among the skeptics seems to be that there is some motivation for all of these reports to start popping, popping up at the same time, like the U.S. is so far and above enemy weapon capabilities that they need to create like a boogeyman to motivate increased like weapon spending. I, I mean, we do like, that shit without going to right. the UFO file. <laughs> that we're like, brown that, people! Like, and you're like, ah! That suggests that there's money. like some massive pushback on like weapon spending as of right now. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a skeptic enough in how the foreign policy works in this country to know like we don't need aliens to keep the money. Like that's, yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's an, a necessary part of it, but go ahead. There's... I I just, they still, it's the number of them, the similarity between them, and the fact that many of them have both eyewitness testimony, the weapons targeting cameras, and radar. It's like, that that was the thing from the 60 Minutes report that, like, sticks with me, is that they kept seeing this phenomenon on radar. They scrambled the jets out to go look at it, and then with their eyes, the fighter jet pilots saw this inexplicable like white tic-tac that was like circling them so for that one it has to be a an explanation where the radar caused them to scramble these fighter jets and the fighter jet happened to be flown by two fighter pilots who wanted to create this hoax around like ufos 
So, I mean, it's possible for sure. Probably more possible than alien life forms like living amongst us. But I don't know. It, it is at least not as open and shut as like the, the skeptics rebuttals that I find least convincing are like one off things where it's like it's just a weather balloon seen through this one camera. It's like, yeah, but it was seen by radar, a camera. And then that explains uh, that instance. Right. Possibly, that one yeah. instance. But it's also like the similarity between them. Are we saying that because one person said Tic Tac or there was this one video of the Tic Tac shaped thing that that's then influencing people? And then Chelsea, from your kind of uh, the world of your podcast, I, I guess I find that just as interesting. Like what about our culture changed from wanting to believe in flying? So like if we're to assume that this is all bullshit or like a figment of the human imagination then what about our imagination changed so that we want it to be a tic-tac as opposed to <laughs> like a flying saucer i guess i couldn't answer that that maybe that has some like i mean <laughs> the book i read that one of the books i read that really influenced the show is actually carl young which uh, okay yeah just whatever problematic person but this sure. and also, also ma maybe full of shit ideas. really in god just a very interesting person but he wrote a book about kind of like the psychology of the ufo hysteria i'm not i have no skin in this game in terms of are aliens real or not we were talking about this before but you know in an ever-expanding infinite universe i certainly have no problem imagining that we are not alone and that's about as far as i go into having like a real opinion but he was writing about the 40s and that was the first time that i mean these sightings were popping up all the time, all of a sudden, like boom, 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 all over the country. And it was right around the time that we were really fearing like a Nazi invasion, right? We were really fearing sort of an invasion from without coming into the country that we hadn't experienced. So it, it's just, uh, you can kind of, I don't know what would be now, like what the reason would be now, except that, you know, Tom DeLong really led the uh, charge and finally got us to believe in aliens. Right. <laughs> Isn't that fucking weird yeah. that Tom DeLong just like he lived his truth? He lived his truth because I think about being, you know, a 10 year old kid listening to Blink-182 or however old and, and listening to that Aliens Exist song. And it's such a great anthem of a conspiracy theorist sort of being like, I don't want to believe this, but I think that it might be true. Sure. I don't know. I grew up with like my dad. Speaking of shapes of UFOs, my dad is somebody who is like has a million sort of whopper tales. You know, you can't really tell <laughs> if they're true, but. This actually came up the other day because I had to attend a wedding with both my biological mother and that side of my family and my biological father and that side of the family, which is not like ideal. But um, they were able to have a nice conversation about my dad, this story he has of a UFO encounter, which was confirmed by her. And she always believed it because he came back and he was so scared, like shaking and really, really freaked out. So he was like driving his truck out to get beer after some party. And he was with his friend, Jarshaw who calls me Sheila and will not meet me. And I have never met my dad's best friend and it's a whole thing, but <laughs> he just calls me Sheila. It, it's, he just, it's like become a joke now. Like he's shy, but now it's been 30 years. So <laughs> it's just a joke now. Uh -oh. This is, you, know, you can Jar cut this part out. Jarshaw, it's just such a good name. Yeah. I'll is it some therapy. Is Jarshaw like a combination of... No, it's like a last a name. name. Oh, it's last oh, name. Yeah, Got it's it. just Jarshaw. Jar yeah. So yeah. they're cool. driving their truck in through the woods uh, outside Olympia and they hit something just boom 
and, you know, slam on the brakes and they get out and see this orb, like a silver orb. And it just suddenly like rises up and just shoots off into the woods. That's what they said they saw. Right. And that's a story I was told my whole life growing up, you know. And so I I uh, probably didn't happen, you know, like it sounds right. crazy, but there's like, you know, there's two people who say it happened, probably two drunk people. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's who, a weird story. Who, and best man. friends who got each other's backs like, oh, shit, I hit yeah, this yeah, pole. Yeah. And Yo, you got to get my back, man. Let's say this fucking orb no, came out. <laughs> right. I will never know the truth. Right. But, right. you know, that is like woven into the fabric of my DNA is like this story and other this alien still, yeah. types of stories. And uh, I just have no idea. But I think, you know, this circular thing is interesting because that's not something I'd heard a lot about of like, it seems like a what, like a men in black scenario or something like that. But yeah, I don't I don't have a ton of thoughts. The only thing that we like to really disprove is that like reptilian aliens bred with humans to create like pedophile elites, you know, like we don't want to we don't that's what right. we're trying to kind of debunk. Wait, but otherwise compelling the fuck. Yeah, they up, blink Chelsea. sideways, what? man. They blink sideways. <laughs> Here's a video of it. You um, said the suspect blinked two sets of eyes. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> black? Uh -oh. mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two sets of eyelids. But you know, so I I am scared of aliens. I don't really want to deal with it. It's definitely one of my biggest fears, which I don't really know why. I watched all... Remember, like, Fox caught on tape, you guys? I know oh, you yeah. do. Like, UFOs caught on tape. It was such a huge thing in the 90s, too. And I don't know. I, I want to do a whole episode that, that traces yeah. this. Yeah. And so get back to I wonder what it offers awesome. people, like, sort of philosophically yeah. for those that are believers and what is sort of anathema to the people who are like... Yeah really aggressive about denying any other life existing out in the universe at all or yeah. the idea that yeah. we could be so ignorant about our own planet or life on this planet that it's just like protecting ourselves to be like no no, no. like that's we know everything there is to know we know everything there is to know we know it's like both are terrifying right like the existence or non-existence because if it's non-existence we're just floating in an infinite darkness yeah. with like no hope right yeah. <laughs> but if it's like there are Fair. aliens that might be scary but it's kind of like the illuminati right it's like okay maybe there's something up here that even if they're nefarious it shows me that there's like something controlling the chaos you know sure. i think so much stuff just comes back to like yeah. The anxiety of of not knowing and the anxiety of death and all of those different right. things. And people yeah. just go in different directions depending on how they're raised. And uh, so we get this battle. I never really bought into it growing up. I wasn't even really interested in like time life stuff. I just like put that all in the category of like I was more interested in like like the explanation for ancient aliens being like inherent white supremacy and like that they're just like well they couldn't have built these massive pyramids because they weren't white and it's like no there were civilizations that we just wiped out that right you are giving like way too short credit for the, this like spate of sightings and videos and like military i don't know there's just like a a sense that you hear among fighter pilots and, you know, who knows if they have their own motivation, but like this, this particular space just doesn't like the no explanation has like quite sat right with me to this point. And usually when I'm like looking at history or like a story this much, I'm able to come up with like a working model of the event that fits within the version of the universe that, like my brain has formed in the background and like mm -hmm. this one just like 
still feels very unsettled to me. So that's why I, that's just like how my brain works. I'm like very interested in it until I can like kind of uh, explain it. And I've jumped straight to bringing out the welcome wagon for the extraterrestrials. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just like, spare me, please. I was ignorant. <laughs> right. That worked well for those, uh, <laughs> that worked well for the, the revelers in uh, Independence Day. Yep. Of that's what I was Hey, meet me at that uh, first interstate bank building in downtown. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Welcome. they got fucked up. Oh, yeah. the, they're opening the doors. It's Woo! like, motherfucker, peace. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I mean, I think you're. I think the way you're doing it, Jack, is good. It's like let's just. We don't know. We don't yeah, know. Yeah, we, we don't. We just know. don't know. Yeah. Just and not like knowing the Mueller is a report. great like place to sit in. You know, sometimes like we don't know, and so that opens yeah. up because if you say they're not real or they are real, then you're going to be processing all the data through your confirmation bias. So you're going to see right. all this evidence in one way. Whereas like if I, you don't know, then you can like you just like yeah absorb yeah. it and eventually maybe come to a conclusion. But I just don't think until we see. If until we have any definitive proof, how we're going to to say, I don't know, yes or no. Yeah, like this is like as much as like I don't believe in ghosts. I really didn't believe in UFOs prior mm-hmm. to this whole story and like doing research into it. So it's I feel That's very cool. stupid for believing in it. But, like it doesn't <laughs> sit right with me that I like ha- am open to it. But uh, that's where I'm at. Have you so. been to Roswell before? No, the no, town. No, oh, no I'm like not that tight. I'm yeah, not but... interested in that shit. Like, <laughs> you, I know. Usually. I drove through though on like a road trip and went there, and it is just the tackiest, most fantastic right. town. It just like is not the town's not <laughs> yeah. doing well, and they're completely <laughs> subsisting on like alien plastic alien toys made in China. <laughs> That's uh, just how they're getting by. But uh, the um the museum is very fun. I will give nice. the museum that. I, nice I like it when it's like out. it's so tacky. It's like, yeah, you go, it's like you're gonna you're gonna not believe in anything. No, I left go to Roswell. completely. <laughs> like, yeah. Ah, fuck it. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. All right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh means the world to Miles. He He needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.